This is 680 CJOB. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Main Ingredient Show. I'm Kevin Bergen. We have a great show lined up for you today. We are talking to Kristen Pauls, who is the Marketing and Communications Coordinator for the Forks about the Common. But first, we are chatting with Kevin Donnelly, who is the Senior Vice President of Venues and Entertainment for True North Sports and Entertainment, about 97 Big FM's Barbecue and Blues Festival coming up August 19th and 20th. All right, Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. And for those who don't know what the Barbecue and Blues Festival is, maybe you can fill them in. You know, it's a, uh, we think it's a really, really fun way to spend a weekend. What we've got is uh, we're at the Burton Cummings Theatre. We, we have taken over the space in front of the Burton Cummings Theatre. So we closed Smith Street. We've taken a couple parking lots. We fenced the whole thing in, and we uh, showcased both barbecue and blues. So we've got a couple stages outside. We have competitors from the Kansas City Barbecue Society competing for prizes, uh, local and national uh, uh, competitors barbecuing up a storm, and then we have blues music. We have blues music in the building and blues music out on the street. So it is a it's a street party. It's at the Burton Cummings Theater. It's in front of the Burton Cummings Theater on Smith Street. Uh, but it's a, just a great way to spend a uh, hopefully sunny Friday and Saturday afternoon. Yeah, hopefully so. Okay. So in previous years, the 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 festival was at Red River Exhibition Grounds and then Shaw Park, mm-hmm. and last year, including this year, it's on Smith Street. So how how has that changed the festival? Well, you know, it's been an evolution. The the the, the festival started, as you mentioned, at Red River Exhibition Park. It moved for one year to Shaw Park. And again, what we're trying to do is just sort of find a place that it can call home long-term. We weren't involved back in the ed- exhibition days, so we've been involved. Now, this is our third year, mm-hmm. um, you know, True North Sports Entertainment being attached to it. Uh, but we really like the vibe that's been created. You know, again, it, it has changed over time. It had a show and shine at one point. Now we're kind of we, we like to think of ourselves as a downtown street party. So it's, as I mentioned, it's on the street. It's really about showcasing um, the blues and national performers, local performers, touring people that we have access to uh, in the great space of the Burton Cummings Theater, plus you know marrying it with a street party vibe with, with uh, the ability to, to, to buy some great barbecue product uh, out on the street, have a drink. The site is fully licensed. Uh, so we, we like the combination of indoors and outdoors at the Burton Cummings Theater, and we're hoping that this is the template for many years to come. Okay, so, so like you said, there's an indoor and outdoor portion. There's two stages, one in the Burton Cummings Theater, and um, the other is an outdoor stage. So are there acts on both stage at all times? Uh, yeah, so we, uh, we, because, because the noise, you know, indoors, you don't have to worry about the noise outside and vice versa. We have, we have uh, entertainment going on virtually the, the entire time. We start the outdoor stage a little earlier than the indoor stage, but by about 6 o'clock both days, uh, the, the, the Burton Cummings Theater is, is, is humming with activity inside. And, and again, on Saturday, we start about 3 o'clock outside, and, and then on uh, Friday, it starts at 6 o'clock, right, when we get the street closers. So there's music inside and out. The main stage is considered inside the, inside the theater, and on the street, we have, again, a variety of uh, performers from across Canada, really, and, uh, and showcasing a lot of Manitoba talent. Okay, speaking of performers, who are some of the acts that are performing in this year's festival? Uh, in, inside the theater, we've got some tremendous artists. Uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revisited is inside. Uh, Jerry Doucette from Vancouver. Uh, a tremendous talent who is uh, showcased on The Voice, the TV show The Voice, a gentleman named Leith Alsady, uh, just a uh, uh, Levine from Maroon 5, said he's one of the best 
vocalist he's heard ever. So uh, Lethal Sadie's inside. He'll be playing with a band out of Kansas City called the uh, Tinsley Ellis Band. So we have about 20 bands over the two days, uh, four or five inside each night on the restaurant side. So coast to coast, you know, young and old, uh, uh, we think that there's a lot of variety and a lot of uh, value for your dollar. So besides the location from the from the year before last, uh, mm-hmm. are, are there any changes from last year to this year to the festival itself? We're making changes, you know, trying to make improvements as as you do these things. You you, you learn a little bit more every year, and and of course the Burton Cummings Theater itself is undergoing uh, some improvements and renovations. So you know, one of the changes is air conditioning inside. If it's hot outside, you can go into the air conditioned space inside. But you know, just trying to find ways to uh, make that site. It is downtown, so we want to make that site as inviting and warm and, and ambiently alive, if I can use that. So with lighting and, and different opportunities for people to sample food and sample some beverages and whatnot. So uh, not a lot of dramatic changes, but again, trying to make improvements just so that it's more fun and, and, and sort of uh, a better site for the patron. Okay, the Lux Barbecue Company Pitmaster Championship takes place over the course of the two days of the festival. So mm-hmm. you can uh, give us some details about that. Well, again, so Lux has stepped in, and they were so grateful for their sponsorship and their participation. But it just speaks to how important barbecue becomes. So here's a company that, you know, have created a superstore and really excited the marketplace for that at-home barbecuing experience. And and what we have is the Kansas City Barbecue Society. Um, They sanction our competition. We've put $10,000 prize money. We have about 25 or 30 different competitors from mostly Winnipeggers, uh, but some from across Manitoba and others from Saskatchewan and some of the neighboring states. But these people take barbecuing to another level. They, they, They live it. They breathe it. They cook round the clock. They, they, um, you know, they, they'll be they'll be roasting for twenty four, thirty hours. All this, uh, all this stuff, and then there's another two dozen or so judges that will uh, inspect and dissect and and tear apart the presentation, tear apart the product and the sample and, and the spicing. Uh, so it's a very very serious thing. But the you know the the Lux uh, barbecue competition is something that is really kind of. It's cool to see. It's incredible to smell, uh, and hopefully people take advantage of that. And also the opportunity, there are some sampling opportunities for that uh, competitive product as well. Okay, you mentioned that some of the competitors, you know, obviously take barbecuing to another level, and they're very serious about it. So who do you have judging the competition? Well, you know, again, the the judges are, um, they're all local, and again, I... The fact that it's local to me is is really incredible. The fact that uh, there are experts in our midst; these are people that that live and breathe it, and happen to live in Winnipeg or you know live in Calgary. Live in uh, we've we've got a judge coming up from Michigan, but the majority of them are are, are Manitobans. There's people that have uh, honed their own craft, whether they're restaurant operators or or, or chefs or that sort of thing. But they're uh, they are people that are sanctioned. Their skills are recognized by the Kansas City uh, Barbecue Association. These are sanctioned judges. They take the they take the assignment very very seriously. We give them a controlled environment for which they judge the product, and and uh, you know there's ten thousand dollars online. So there's there's a reason for these competitors to take it seriously. For sure. Um, last year there were many local vendors on site. People could purchase mm-hmm. products from. Uh, will that be the case this year as well? Yes, and we're we're, we're really working hard to. Um, you know, we want two things. We want to have that cool food truck vibe, but we also just want it to be barbecue. You know, you can get a bowl of French fries anywhere, anytime. We're working really hard to have all our vendors 
be barbecue themed, barbecue driven. So you'll have an opportunity to you know smell and witness and and, and learn from from the competitors, but to go out and sample some of the local fare from from either us uh, with our own with our own setup or uh, the the food truck guys out there. Uh, who are offering local uh, local barbecue samples? Nice. Uh, do you guys have an idea of how many people you're going to expect this year? You know, this, the site is kind of small in terms of a festival. So, you know, our capacity is four thousand people. We can do fifteen hundred at any time inside the Burton Cummings Theater, and the, the space outside is uh, licensed for another twenty five hundred. So, you know, we, uh, we we'd like to see it grow. We want to see. Uh, We'd love to. We'd love to be full, but you know, we recognize that outside you need you need sun, so we're we're kind of weather weather uh, dependent. But we're hoping and crossing our fingers that again we get a great Manitoba weekend out of this. The forecast is looking good now, but we'd love to see the place just packed. Yeah, for sure. What, well, you know, we've uh, we've come up with sort of two concepts on the ticketing. If you want to just come in and see the outdoor activity, see the competition, see the two stages that uh, that are outside. And take advantage of of that. You know, again, it's fully licensed. That's a we call that the the street festival ticket, and that's a twenty dollars ticket. So you can come at any time. Twenty dollars, you walk in, take in some blues, take in some food, uh, witness the barbecue competition, and then if you wanted to go inside, uh, we've got what you know market pricing for each performer. So uh, tickets range from thirty nine to seventy nine to see the uh, uh, CCR night, and twenty nine to fifty nine to see Lace Alcide and. Uh, and Tinsley Ella. So different days are different prices if you want to go into the theater, but for the street festival alone, it's 20 bucks. come anytime. Oh, nice. Uh, last but not least, how do people get tickets? Ticketmaster, uh, you know, online, ticketmaster.ca, or call whatever number that they have these days. But, yeah, Ticketmaster, and if you're looking for just the the, um, the street uh, festival activity, the $20 admission, just come to the door. There'll be uh, lots of uh, available at the door. Okay, Kevin, I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. After the break, we are going to return with Kristen Pauls, who is the Marketing and Communications Coordinator for the Forks, about the common. We'll be right back. Welcome back. In studio, Kristen Pauls, Marketing and Communications Coordinator for the Forks, is here to fill us in on their new craft beer and wine kiosk. All right, so let's talk about um, the common at the Forks. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's talk about what it is. A lot of hype. A lot of people have gone. A lot of people love it. Yeah. Let's talk about what it is. Okay. So the Common is actually our brand new craft beer and wine kiosk. And when I say craft beer and wine kiosk, it's exactly that. There are 20 different craft beers on tap for your choosing. There are 20 different kinds of wine that are on tap ready for you to sip and to savor. Um, And it's located right in the center of the Forks Market. So the Forks Market actually recently went under a $2.8 million refresh the center court and refresh very refreshing (laughs) and in the middle of it uh, is the common and I say refreshing not because it wasn't great the way it was but because you know when it was built back in like late 80s early 90s we loved colors like teal um we loved like that really mm. markety looking feel right uh and now it was you know it's we've been around for over 25 years and it was it was time for a little bit of a refresh, like you said. You know, just a little, a little something different. Maybe get rid of a little bit of that teal. Um, my house and, still has teal. You mean my house needs a refresh? Um, well, totally I didn't kidding. want to say I'm anything, kidding. but no. And I and and bring it back. I, we actually 
interestingly enough, went more historic than anything. So the building itself is actually two buildings. If you've ever known what the Forks was before, um, what we envision it to be right now, you know, with the markets and with this, the Canadian Museum for Human Rights, for with all the park and the green space, the Forks actually used to be this very desolate looking, almost like bombed out train uh, rail yard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was vision to say, hey, in the heart of Winnipeg, in the middle of downtown, we have this really disgusting looking train yard. <laughs> and let's let's maybe vision a little bit bigger. Let's, you know, we as Winnipeggers, we can have something a little more exciting. Uh, we can have something that people from not only Winnipeg, but maybe even outside of Winnipeg want to come and visit and experience. And so there's this vision of what if the Forks was like this community space, this beautiful place that you could come visit, uh, enjoy, walk around, have all these, you know, parks, amenities, um, waterfront, all that great stuff. Needless to say, they started re- revamping what Into the Forks looks like now. And we did the Forks Market, which actually used to be horses stables. Johnson Terminal used to be dry goods station um, and so on and so on. And so the building itself, what the Forks Market used to be, was horses stables and it was in an industrial isn't that great (laughs) you think about don't worry it's been multiply like sanitized like over and over again we're good it's clean it's been restored okay Okay? no more horses there but what is there now is that vibe that feel that industrial like turn of the century right like you know just um lots of wrought iron lots of natural woods you know highlighting the actual building structure instead of covering it up in teal and so it's just this fantastic space like when you go into it you are going to be in awe at these giant handmade chandeliers with multiple like lights in them you're going to see an 80 foot harvest table that uh, wood anchor actually crafted out of um restored or reclaimed i should say oak and it's just this giant long table where you can sit but then you know people will sit next to you and you can get to know them it's a community table right um there's some really like some extra great seating that's in there meaning that like people can gather can come can sit can eat and can enjoy the common our brand new craft beer and wine kiosk in the middle of it all all right so speaking of the new design and the changes that have been made who is responsible for those changes you know there's a lot of people that put in a lot of hard effort i mentioned um like Wood Anchor, they did the tables. Uh, we had Cloverdale Forge come in and they did all the intricate metalwork that you see. They actually handcrafted like these gorgeous, like uh, flowery almost patterns mm-hmm. along our. We have charging stations. So if you know you're playing Pokemon Go, you can plug in and charge, but yep. it actually looks beautiful where you're charging them. It's kind of weird. And even along the beer, like the craft beer and wine kiosk, like the common, there's this handmade goodness all around you. Um, and it's all local and whatever. And the people that created that concept, that would be number 10 architect. And they did just a just a bang up job. It, like is perfect. Like exactly what it feels like that space should have always been like that. Mm-hmm. And that to me says that's great design, where it it complements the existing um, stone walls, like the brick walls, um, but it also stands out on its own. And I think it'll like it's going to last us for the next while. You know, it's not something that is so over modern that you can't you know see being there in five or ten years. It's I don't know. It just feels cozy to me. It feels like home oddly enough yeah sometimes when trends change if you change if you go too modern or too yeah. funky then yeah. in like three or four years or even five five years um 
it's need. time for another it's refresh. Time for another it's change. time for another change. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like no. you said, they they went really well on what existed already. Yeah. It, yeah. Pay very... you pay homage to the heritage of the space, the building, and the era, but then you also vision for the future, and you like bring in the modern stuff, and you bring in you know the the craft beer and wine kiosk, and all of those different things. So yeah, it was a really great. It's a great partnership between a lot, and like I'm mentioning, just the mere surface of all the people that helped us out create that space, that look, and that even just the vibe of that place. So we're really grateful. For for all of like the help and just the fact that like Manitoba really does have a lot of fantastic local artisans, craftsmanship, like people that are, you know, they know their trade, they know it well. And mm-hmm. like they've, they've just executed it exceptionally here at the Forks. You mentioned mm-hmm. that before mm-hmm. um, that the design of itself made it feel a homey. Yeah. Like, very good. And one of the best parts is not homely, sound, not homely, not homely, but homey. homey. <laughs> like it makes you feel like you got home. Like you're my homie. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but one of the good things about it is uh, we spoke before about um, liquor laws. They seem to yeah. kind of have really loosened up in the last few yeah. years. And uh, the whole main floor is licensed now. Yes. So maybe you can explain what yeah. some of the advantages of are, that are. Of that. Yeah, for sure. There, um, You know, th- the reality of the of adding the craft beer and wine kiosk, the common, to the Forks Market, it was it's there as an amenity. It's an addition. So in the same way that you have so many different options for food, we also wanted to offer an option for beverages. And with the recent changes that you're mentioning in the, you know, the way that the MLCC uh, is doing liquor in Manitoba, and uh, I think they've been noticing a lot of the trends in other provinces too. You know, I know that like craft beer and wine, like that has, it's changed a lot in the last. And so they saw the value in that. And um, we approached them asking like, can we get this space going like this? And we had this idea of instead of it just being this tiny portion of the Forks Market that you can stay in, let's make it easy for everyone and say the whole main floor, like you can be in the main floor. So that means that you can grab, you know, some food from one, you know, vendor, another vendor on the other side of the market. You can meet all your friends somewhere in the middle or you can meet them, you know, in the atriums that we have. Wherever you want to eat on the main floor, you can bring your drink there. You just can't go outside. So we haven't we haven't been able to, you know. <laughs> some guy's going to tackle you as you walk out the can't, No, they won't tackle you, but they will kindly remind you. It's inside the market that you're allowed to, you, you know, have your um, craft beer or wine and enjoy it you know there but that it's it really is an amenity and that just opened that option up to us to be able to say that regardless of what food tenant you're purchasing from whatever area you want to be in the you know the main floor of the market that that you can have it there and that um you can sit with your whole family so like let's say there's a table you know tucked away in the corner with like all of a sudden 10 of you need to sit there that's an option to you now and everyone can kind of participate in in um commuting around food together, mm-hmm. right? And having beverages as a part of that now too. So we're pretty we're pretty excited about it. And it's interesting to see people's expressions when they find out like much like yourself, yeah, you 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 don't have to sit at the bar counter to have that drink. Right. You don't have to sit, you know, just, you know, in the first couple of tables. You can sit with, you know, your kids at a table, you know, somewhere else and enjoy maybe the view if you're sitting in the atrium looking out over into the port, you know, or if you're, you know, later on in winter cuz we all know winter's coming and you're hanging out. Yeah, I know. I know. But like you can see outside and watch people skate while you're drinking your you know, wine at that time. Speaking of wine, we are going to continue our conversation with Kristen Pauls after the news, weather and sports. She is the marketing and communications coordinator for the Forks. And we are talking about the common. This is Kevin Bergen on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Have you been to the Forks lately? Well, you got to go. After the news, weather, and sports, we are going to continue our conversation with Kristen Pauls, who is the marketing and communications coordinator for the Forks, and she is filling us in on their new craft beer and wine kiosk called The Common. This is Kevin Bergen on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. 
Hey, everybody, we're back. Thanks for sticking around. It's Kevin Bergen on The Main Ingredient, and we're talking to Kristen Pauls, who is the Marketing and Communications Coordinator for the Forks, and she's filling us in on their new craft beer and wine kiosk called The Common. Okay, let's talk about wine. Let's talk about some of the mm, wine selections mm-hmm. that you guys have. You said you have 20, 20. different oh, kinds of wines. Amazing. Let's, uh, let's uh, talk about it. Let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, we're pretty we're pretty excited about the wine. Uh, we're pretty excited in general about the, the curation, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. um, of both the both the craft beer and wine because um, we actually asked uh, Will Predham from Toronto to come and curate this for us. He's done curating in a lot of different places, but he's never curated a list like this before where it's featuring a lot of, whether it's a local tie or you know a very uh one off like something that you can't always find everywhere else we wanted to bring in something unique essentially right. uh, and so he has done that and he's come up with a list of 20 it's going to change seasonally mm-hmm. so you know every couple of months it's going to be changing up and uh and our initial one has gotten some great reviews there's a variety of price points which I think Winnipeggers can appreciate, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know that. And so uh, you have, you know, everything from like a nine dollar glass all the way to there is there is actually one, um, and this isn't the bulk of our selection. It's one glass that's forty dollars, which is insane. But like, it's worth forty dollars. Like, there's a reason why it's that much. Right, um, there's, a, there's, so a, there's a market for that. There and there is right, and mm-hmm. and we also know Winnipeggers like that isn't the main market. So we want to be able to offer that for like. The, maybe the connoisseur, the, the whiny that wants to really like dive in and um, try something different and right. try something unique. Uh, we want to offer that to them. But then a lot of ours, you know, are are pretty much between the nine and sixteen dollar range, and then we have a couple ranging up. Uh, one of the wines um, and the, their featured winery that we have on right now is actually has a local uh, Winnipeg connection, which is fantastic, and it's from the Senchuk family. So they are originally from Winnipeg. They've lived here. Um, they moved to Ontario to start their own wine. Uh, and Will got in contact with them. He's worked with them before, and he said, "Hey guys, guess what? This is what's happening at the Forks." And they couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, "What? You got to be kidding me! <laughs> no, no. Yeah. craft beer and wine kiosks? This is crazy!" Yeah, that, that is awesome. And right? they wanted to jump on it right away. And um, I do not personally know a lot about transporting wine and between borders and all of that, but mm. I know that they. Um, they had to go an extra mile to be able to get their wine here and to get it into uh, the common at a, a decent price point that you know people can feel like they want to enjoy that and choose that as a selection. But they were just so excited to be able to be a part of something so unique. Um, you know, we sometimes I think as Winnipeggers we look at something like the common and go, oh, that's pretty common. Like, is doesn't every place have that? Doesn't every you know mega center like we're just keeping up with the time? And the reality is, is that this is a unique space across the country. Like, there's nothing like it in all of Canada right? where you have such a. It's a. It's the mix of like the the beer and wine with the space so we were talking about the whole place being licensed Mm -hmm. with the fact that it's craft and that it's been like chosen in that way so you're not getting these corporate you know over i don't want to say overlords but like these big name brands in this space this will always be a craft this will always be curated in a way that it it pays homage to local it pays homage to the craft of it and not the biggest bang for your buck let's go with the big name brand kind of idea right. and that's really cool so like i was saying the centrax they jumped on that they're like we want to be a part of this and how can we get our wine back home mm-hmm. and that was 
we're like, yeah, let's let's work this out. And we did. And it's been fantastic. We've really enjoyed having them. Um, we started in June. So in the, like pretty much in the next couple months, you're going to be seeing that wine board flip out again, uh, which will be interesting to see, you know, as the seasons change here in Winnipeg. And we do have four very distinct seasons. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to have, we four have four. Very, yeah. we, <laughs> it's not just construction <laughs> and winter. Let's be real. In fall, it is gorgeous. I know it is. It's gorgeous. It doesn't last long enough. It doesn't, no, it never does. But the wine selection will last long enough that you'll be able to come down, enjoy. It's all that matters. So we're excited. Let's change gears and let's talk about my favorite beer. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite too. Oh, I was waiting for this one. Just a couple of different kinds, you know, options. 20 different kinds of craft beer. 20 different kinds of craft beer, which is phenomenal. I love because the variety of craft beer is crazy. It's crazy and it's ever changing. And so. You know, I was saying like the the wines will change seasonally and the beers will change seasonally, but... And I, we were, we were debating before, like, what's going to happen more? Are we going to see like a bigger influx of beer drinking and wine drinking? Like, we've never owned a craft beer and wine kiosk before. No one in Manitoba really has either. So we were, we were trying to figure out what does that look like then, um, as Winnipegers experience and embrace that. And beer, Winnipegers love their beer. This is what I have learned, and it makes me feel good because then it makes me feel like, oh, it's okay that I'm, you know, enjoying I, beer I tell too. My kids, beer is brewed in heaven. <laughs> ah, see, and yeah. you're probably right with some down of the craft. To man and- <laughs> drink it that's how, that's how it works okay good well <laughs> I don't then know you if have they believe me but it's true 20 different options of heaven for you yes so that's exciting but uh in the same way you know it's curated for the wine we have the same premise and parameters for the beer um so you're gonna find like we just had uh central city red racer ipa and a whole bunch of other red racer brand um yep. uh brews over there um as Barnhammer opened up we were able to get them on tap nice. very excited yeah. about having you know those locals we have also your st james we have your or half pints i should say we have uh your for gary so yeah, you, you get those gary. local taps right yep. but then you also get like the off like one-offs like dead frog like i i i remember seeing at one point a bottle that was and i was just like what and then all of a sudden i see it up on these slats and i'm like i want to try that yep. or um seasonally we had fruly before it ran out across the entire country because a strawberry beer let me tell you is a amazing summer beer (laughs) Uh, we have your Stiegel Radler on tap and so it's it's a lot of brands that you might be able to find them in the LC for sure but you'll you won't find them on tap anywhere particularly often Um, and uh, and we're always looking for extra like the next you know one-off so uh, Fernie BC is coming up soon we're gonna have them on tap right away Um, we're widening our selection of uh, Barnhammer as they come out with more beers Um, I know there's a couple other breweries that are popping up in Manitoba and Winnipeg specifically. Right. And with, as with they that many brew varieties that you offer, you, you know, you'd have to oh, and make sure that you're you're keeping on you're top keeping of on top out. of it. And not only that, it's craft beer. So when it runs out, yeah, it's out. It's gone. Yeah. There's you know, there are some that make like a consistent like your St. James or your two rivers or different like, you know, brews like that. But as soon as like your as soon as the fruly was gone, it was gone. Yep. I'm sorry to say. So that means that you just have to come down and visit a little bit mm-hmm. more often and check it out a little bit more frequently. <laughs> just, just so that, you know, well, like you you wouldn't want to, my biggest thing is you wouldn't want to miss out on a beer, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to miss out on one of those opportunities to try Grandpa's sweater or to try. <laughs> like, who doesn't want to say that? Yeah, no. Barnhammer just came out with a, it's an oatmeal stout. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's called that. Grandpa's great, sweater. Honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what this is. And, you know, I read like the IBUs and I read like the write ups about all of like the malt and the this and that. And I'm like, but you had me at Grandpa's sweater. Like, that's got to taste sure. interesting. So, what is that? I'm going to try it. Which actually brings is it me to. It's, oh, man, I am not a huge, like, dark beer stout whatever Mm -hmm. 
I will drink that. Yeah. And this is the thing I'm finding too, is that anything that's on tap, it's so much fresher than when you get it in a bottle, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so to be able to experience it like like freshly like and because we're or, like we're replenishing so often and it's, you know, it's just so fresh, yeah. it tastes totally different. And I that part is great. It's not great when you work there all the, but it's great. Like you're just it's really good flavor. So beer again. I know, it's the worst, but yeah, it's the best. Terrible. But that's it's horrible. the worst. So we'll be back to talk more about the common after the break. Let's yeah. talk about uh, let's talk about tasting flights. Oh, With that many beers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you so have we, to have a taster. Right? This is the thing, right? You know, you're looking at 20 different beer options. You're looking at 20 different wine options, and you don't want to have to come down every day, or maybe you do, and that's okay too. That's not a bad. Thing. That's not a bad idea. But at the same time, you know, to give you a bit more variety, instead of having to order a pint at a time, we have flights. We call them, and so there's two different. Like there's a beer flight, there's a wine flight that you can order, um, and in those flights, there's a variety of options, and even a we like to say a choose your own adventure option too. Mm -hmm. So will he did a great job. He curated different flavor palettes or flavor notes. So if there there's one, um, uh, oh, it was the weird and wonderful one that was the the over the summer one that was a really big popular one. It carried a lot of your lighter, you know, weirder flavors. I think the Rattler was in there yep. and the Frulu was in there. Um, but like it's it's you know it's a great palette to try or like there's a local experience where it introduces you maybe to beers that you haven't tried before like that and that's where i started like with the oatmeal stout like the grandpa sweater one grandpa i'm like sweater. i don't know if i can drink a full pint of this but i can tr i can test it i can try it in our flight right so um you know you get one of those you get you know one of the dead frog ones you get one of the ferny you know ones in there and then you can actually okay what do i like about this what don't i like about this uh what what am i tasting tasting what am uh, what does it say I should be tasting right. you know and you can you start learning a little bit more so there's actually a lot of education that can be built into it and I need to also say that the staff of the common are insanely knowledgeable too so they're they're there to guide you through and help you experience like okay what do you what do you like like do you like hops yes no why why do you not like it is that is it actually the hops you don't like mm -hmm. or is it you know the malt that you don't like is it the whatever that is is it because it's like it's it's too um like bold of a flavor like let's let's talk about it let's figure it out and like let's find you some beers maybe that you haven't tried that you might like or ones it's that you'd be afraid of, of. so it, it well and it's the same thing it's with nice. wine i focus on the beer because this is something that i've loved learning about but it's the same thing with a wine too where you get to experience that have those different flights that either are already built for you as an experience mm -hmm. you know kind of the same way when you listen to music you, you should really listen to a full album to get the full experience it's a flight it's the same thing you got to try all of <laughs> these because it's a full you. experience right <laughs> yeah. you just take one it's a great experience but you you have all of them together mm -hmm. and it's you're going on a journey right mm -hmm, or sure. you can choose your own adventure and just you know try whatever mix, mix and match you can't mix and match the beer and wine yet so you're gonna have to get the two flights but either way it's a really cool experience and you can talk to people who are knowledgeable and can actually walk you through and not make you feel like sometimes i get intimidated when people start talking beer or wine and i'm like what's an, don't know what, what a hop well is, this is a thing the right or like what is an ibu it sounds unfortunate and do i want something with it in there right. i don't know right. but an international bitterness unit that tells me that a 59 is going to be way more bitter than a 11 right that make oh okay that makes sense okay right. so maybe that's something I should look out for and then when you do end up going to the LC and you want to pick up a bottle of something you're that much more educated but you're also that much more interested in finding out 
and tr- trying out different things. Um, and I think as the craft beer and wine uh, like kiosk keeps going, but like as the whole market in Winnipeg expands, you are going to you want that education piece to be there because there's going to be so much more to experience out there, right? Like this, right. There's, we, there's so many choices. That, yeah. yeah the, the more you know about the what more you can you, choose, yeah. the better off you yeah. are in this sea of, of oh, products. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's great to be able to offer that to people that it's mm-hmm. not just like a come down and, you know, drink whatever. It's like a come down and experience something different. Oh, and I also need to add the flights. This might be my favorite part, but it's also because I like taking pictures of things. They're in the shape of Manitoba, which is pretty dang awesome. Yeah, Yeah. they're actually cut in the shape of Manitoba. It sometimes takes a little, so it's actually like an educational tool in itself. Like, you know, you're drinking one through four and at the top, you're actually in the Churchill region. If you move down, you know, kidding. But like you, it's- Where are you now? Yeah, uh, I'm in Winnipeg right now. This is a number 23, (laughs) no. But it just, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just another little touch, another little part of the experience when you come down to the new food hall area in the craft beer and wine kiosk. So I'm assuming Winnipeggers have- received at the common well yes i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes i know that there's some people now you've been open since when uh we opened in june the beginning of june Mm -hmm. and And it was fantastic yeah people have been coming down um i I think there's a not i don't want to say a little bit of hesitancy but it's like the forks like what's going on like i only go there when it's my great aunt judith's birthday or like you know someone's in town and i gotta walk them through and so um this has been a really great way for people to say hey like no you need to check it out exactly like there's some pretty cool things and then when they when they enter into the space it's like whoa and then when they get the chance to actually try and experience something from the common it's an even bigger whoa so I, yeah i'm gonna say it's been received really well mm. <laughs> okay so let's give some basic information on what the commons hours are currently yeah and what they may change to when when uh, winter yeah falls upon yeah us. Winter, for sure dreaded you know this is the good news it's it's a year-round thing. The common isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's open at eleven thirty in the morning mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis, uh, and from Sunday through till Wednesday, it closes at nine p.m. So you got lots of time to come down after work um, or after supper, even come with your friends, come with your kids, come for supper, come with your family, um, and grab a pint to go along with your food. Um, or if you're going for a nice walk and you need, you know, like something, you know, afterwards, like come on in, hang out at the Forks in the market. Um, and on Thursday, Friday, uh, now Saturday, too, we're opening later. So we're actually going to be open till 10. And these it's also the option of being even later. Like if if the common, if that space is, you know, really it's a it's a beautiful Sunday evening out or if it's a great uh, Saturday evening out and people are really enjoying it and there's lots of folks there we want to continue to have a good time we want to continue to be able to you know help educate you on some great craft beer and wine so we'll stay open even a little bit later so yeah it's it's been fantastic so far Uh, I can't say for sure what it's going to be like in winter but I do know that we're not going anywhere we're going to be here all winter so you know if you need a pint in winter if you need a glass of wine in winter you know where to find us we will return after the break this is Kevin Bergen on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB hi everyone and thanks for tuning into the main ingredient today thanks to Kevin Donnelly from True North Sports and Entertainment for filling us in on the upcoming barbecue and blues festival that is taking place August 19th and 20th in front of the Burton Cummings Theatre. And thanks to Kristen Pauls from The Forks for telling us about the new craft beer and wine kiosk called The Common. If you'd like a chance to win full event passes for you and a guest to the Barbecue and Blues Festival coming up next weekend, simply like the main ingredient on Facebook. 
Full passes include performances on both indoor and outdoor stages, admission to the Pitmaster Barbecue Competition, and the Street Festival, so you want to like us now. The draw will take place on Wednesday, August 17th, so you only have a few days to enter. This is Kevin Bergen on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. Enjoy your weekend. This is 680 CJOB.